this common thread of this ascension cycle is to really integrate our emotional body, our mental body, our physical body, and our spiritual bodies. Bring them, you know, bringing it back to a greater sense of wholeness while releasing the densities. And as that's happening, just so happens that, you know, we're able to embody more of our I am presence. It's, it's the soul's desire to say, I want to, I'm big enough. I'm expansive enough. And I want to bring home all aspects of me. It's that understanding that in every single experience that we've chosen to, to participate in, whether it's something, you know, a great, significance in terms of a trauma or something seemingly less. The point of having experienced that is to feel that full range of polarity of that which we are at the, tr at the truest essence of who we are, which is pure divine love and light. Welcome to your awakening journey. Today's destinations include higher consciousness and actualized potential. If all ascenders could now please be seated in a comfortable meditative posture, we're about to ascend. You are now arriving at your host, Brian Henry. What is up, Ascenders? You're now listening to The Awaken Podcast, a show in which we dive into expansion, invoking conversation to assist you in the ascension process, the process by which you're ascending into higher expressions of awareness, your divine purpose, and infinite potential. My name is Brian Henry. I'm the founder of Together We Ascend and the Ascend Academy at togetherweascend.com, and you're host of the show. The ascension process is one of integrating your soul, your soul in all of its bodies, physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual. As you undergo this process, as you bring home the soul fragments that you may have pushed away, and you go through this process of transmuting them, transmuting all the density, all of the emotion, and you open up as a clearer channel for your higher self and your I am presence, because that's what's taking place here. Clearer communication with your highest guidance and the integration of your highest self. This is what it means to integrate your soul. And as you undergo this process of soul integration, you will show up in greater ways for yourself and for all others. Brooklyn Rain is back for another episode of the Awaken Podcast. She was on the show once before for episode 38. If you'd like to go check that one out, it's, it could be found at togetherweascend.com forward slash awaken 38. I brought her back on because of the potency of the information she's able to channel for us about Ascension. Um, I will say that the type of information that Brooklyn shares definitely caters to a level of awareness that is pretty up there. But I know those of you that are tuning in are ready for this. 
in this one we get into this conversation of how we go about integrating our soul, showing up for ourselves, and in our greatest service to the all, which is what I know those of you in the Ascenders community is actively setting out to do. So before we jump into this one here, God put out the invitation. The Ascend Academy is uniting and activating light workers. Some big things, some big changes are taking place in how we're going about doing this thing, family. The activation process that our members enroll into, the activation process that our members enroll into activates in a light worker their higher purpose. And this definitely aligns with what this episode is all about, becoming a fuller expression of your highest self and your highest purpose through a process of integrating your soul, finding clarity around the gifts that you came here to give, to setting out and giving that gift, leading into the summit of this process by which you step into service and giving that gift. If you want to learn more about this process and all that we got going on in the Ascend Academy, I do invite you to head on over to academy.togetherweascend.com to learn more and perhaps apply to become our newest member. But what do you say we jump in to the conversation that I just had with the powerful Brooklyn Rain? I hope you enjoy it, Ascenders. So now with everything that could have been a distraction out of the <laughs> way, everything's just like clear, pure, the space is no longer going to at all impede my total present focus on what's about to unfold here, um, which I'm really looking forward to experiencing with you. Me too. What's on your heart? <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, I have to say, um, there's great parallel right now, cosmically, to the Grinch that stole Christmas, right? And not the overall uh, storyline necessarily, but the probably the most important aspect of it when talking about the heart, which is you know, in, I feel with all that's taking place right now, with what took place with the full moon and the lunar eclipse and then the, the new moon and solar eclipse and winter solstice, it's really this beautiful opportunity for our heart to, you know, to grow three sizes, so to speak. So when you ask about the heart, I didn't even necessarily... You know, I wasn't even thinking about that. But as soon as you asked it, this like massive amount of information just dropped in. And I love when they, the guides get playful, which I think is something that we all kind of need right now in this interesting time. Um, and so, you know, they brought in that analogy or that, that, you know, comparison of the movie, The Grinch That Sold Christmas and how through the releasing of these patterns of density and emotional traumas from his childhood, right? And the letting go of these self-limiting beliefs, there was this huge expansion and ability for him to, to live in a greater sense from 
from that heart space. And so uh, what a beautiful way to express what's taking place and the opportunities that have um, opened up as a result of all of these amazing cosmic energies and gateways and planetary alignments that are taking place right now. So my heart is feeling big. <laughs> my heart is feeling big. It's feeling like, you know, it's in that period right now where sort of how we kind of completely disassemble into a state of almost felt sense of chaos so that we can then reassemble and land in this more profound um, sort of level of beingness. And that's what feels like is really underway right now. And I feel my heart growing and just hearing you share that. So thank you for inviting me into that energy. I'm starting to see that, um, that story of the Grinch in a totally different let's not say totally different, let's say a higher perspective. I didn't realize how much um, potent wisdom and such a, a powerful message is in that story. Um, and then it kind of occurred to me that the Grinch is green. The ah. Grinch is green and the heart chakra is, is green as well. Uh, I yes. don't think that it's by any means a coincidence. Wow, nice. Nice uh, uncovering there. Yeah, I, you know, uh, I just love when the universe drops in something like this that you, you know, it's completely unexpected. But man, does it, you know, it allows for us to really open this co-creation in a place of childlike joy and, you know, kind of a playful energy, which is so beautiful. Um, <clears throat> because to be, at, you know, in complete. Uh, transparency, I'd say that the last few weeks, although beautiful and so much humbling gratitude for them, have presented some, some big waves of, of you know, um, growth, but also with growth, as we know, comes some um, different, just different emotions, right? Different, when we bring up these big patterns that are no longer you know serving us and they're kind of going deep 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 into the cellular depths of our beingness through our akashic histories right it's like you know it's an eternal journey and process as we well know and when you get to that point where you've shown up in this way every day for you know years and years and years some people for decades right it's like now is like, you know, going in there with like a flashlight and really getting to some of the stuff that's been the most ancient and the most sort of um, imprinted, deeply imprinted under all the layers of this etherical and, you know, fascia, if you will. And so um, I think that this particular month of December, um, you know, it meets everybody where they are on their path. And for those of us who've been really doing this work for quite some time, it's like, okay, we're going, we're really going in, you know, and we're really going to get deep. And so big, um, just big, you know, for the micro and the macro always, because as we know, there's no separation, but big, deep, cellular, imprinted, collective, ancestral, personal wounds, like and, you know, Atlantis times, Lemurian Holocaust times, 
you know, the Lear and Syrian wars, like all, all these things are sort of coming up and um, really saying like, hey, are you ready? You know, are you ready to expand and, you know, integrate the polarities and um, bring home the soul fragments? Or, you know, no, no judgment, of course, right? Or, or are you not quite ready yet and you're going to contract and hold on to it for a little longer? Although I would say that um, what I've been experiencing both on my own personal journey as well as um, being the witness and um, uh, of many others um, in private work, et cetera, is that um, there, there seems to be a lot more interplay and decision-making coming from the higher self and oversoul uh, that seems to be overriding uh, some of what maybe the human self or the personal, you know, self, the personality of Brooklyn, for instance. Um, not to say that it's not being weighed in, but in the, you know, in the um, the desire to integrate more and more of heaven on earth, right? integrating more and more of our oversoul technology and our higher self technology comes the um, switching over to that operating system, having a lot more, almost like your own council of light, right? You've got now, instead of just having the egoic self and the free will being operated primarily through the personal self, the personality of, now it's like your own personal counsel of your oversoul, higher self, and personality. And um, let's just say in this personal or this my own soul's journey, I think the higher self and oversoul are winning. <laughs> so you say there's more decision-making power from the higher self. Now, is what we are isn't our experience always in complete alignment with what is desired by ourselves? Because I, I can see the the way of different like differentiating free will and the choice through this personal identity, how that can deviate from um, you know the the higher guidance. But are we ever experiencing something that isn't? in complete alignment with what is wanted by wanted from higher self perspective. Okay. So it, it is, you know, slightly more complicated than let's get um, complicated. So that, yeah. Let's get complicated. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so there's no separate experience necessarily. There are some, you know, they're so funny. They're like showing like, you know, there are always exceptions, right? There are certain people that um, have gotten or have agreed to, whether subconsciously or, or consciously, to um, allow for another sort of, you know, to, to have their soul and their oversoul and their higher self be siphoned out, so to speak, or taken out. In which what case... What do you mean by that? So, um... There, you know, thankfully, it doesn't seem to be something that is happening on a large scale. But there's, you know, like there are 
takeovers, there are soul takeovers that take place. So they're bringing this up because, you know, when you say let's get complicated, um, they're answering, <laughs> they're, they're answering that for you. You specifically knowing that you really like to get into, you know, into it all. So, um, so they'll hold that as an exception, but without getting too much into all of that, um, to, to get back to, you know, to the more of the basics of, of what was brought forth as the question. Um, yes, the more and more we're able to, so the higher self and the oversoul with few exceptions, right, um, are always present in, in everything that we do and say, et cetera, as part of, you know, our experience here. Um, however, as we know, um, through the accumulation of um, different interplay and entanglement from the false matrix, from you know all the different aspects of the false matrix, as we know, it's very multifaceted in nature. Um, through our soul's journey, through our experience of acquiring emotional densities, self-limiting beliefs, you know, all these things, they all sort of act as um, barriers in a sense to clearly connecting with and bringing into this cohesive, more cohesive communication, the, um, interplay, if that's even the right word, of the higher self and the oversoul and you know, that wisdom and that clarity coming down through and even being able to penetrate the barriers of, of this density, right? Mm -hmm. So there, it's always present. It's always, you know, acting as the witnessing presence of every single moment of our soul's journey. But now, but the more you show up and the more you're on, you know, one chooses or not, but the one more that one chooses to awaken and to participate in their journey. This is beautiful because this is leading into something that the guides were really chatty about right beforehand. So the one more that one shows up um, in an attempt to really engage in the full transparency of their entirety. And the one more that one stands, you know, comes in and says, okay, this is the ascension cycle of full disclosure. And I'm going to participate in it, you know, and do my part as a soul, knowing that, you know, this will ripple out into all there is and be an invitation for the collective. The more that we inhabit more of our I am presence, the more that we are, we clear our, our vessel, so to speak, and begin to integrate more and more of our crystalline nature, <clears throat> our divine blueprint, the more clear connection we have and clear communication we have to the higher self, you know, consciousness or technology and also the oversoul. And so my understanding of it is that now with this beautiful alignment that's taking place here in December, it's like all these gateways and cosmic alignments and portals and pathways are really aligning in such a way that um, those of us who've been showing up and doing this work and are at a particular place on the journey, 
have this greater ability to bring more of that in, in a pretty short order, bring more of that connection in. So when kind of backing up to what had come through, which was like, you know, the higher self and the oversoul sort of winning the quote unquote, you know, argument, um, it's that the expansiveness and the um, bandwidth of consciousness that is held within the higher self and the oversoul is far more expansive than our what our you know linear thinking mind and this sort of human construct by itself standing alone has access to right so the whole point of bringing heaven you know in, on earth is to bring that down so it can once again work together right everything working together in harmony right so that we can be working from that place of grander uh, expansion of consciousness and tapping in to, in a larger and clearer and more sort of poignant way to pure source wisdom, you know, this access. Does that make sense? Yeah. So we ultimately are going to become fuller expressions of that, that, that expression of self, that more embodied, that more expansive expression of self um, through integrating that that guidance and clearing the channel. Um, one thing that kind of came up that I'd love to, to just see how many different ways you kind of can conceptualize, because in what you're describing, you, you had said, the more one chooses to awaken, and then you said, the more that we we clear our vessel out of these from from these dense energies and these barriers. Um, the more that we integrate this crystalline divine blueprint, um, I find that bringing all these different ways of conceptualizing it um, and drawing the parallel between them really helps like it's like looking at it from all these different perspectives that give you a broader and clearer view of what you're actually looking at. Um, how else like would you describe the process that we are undergoing? What does it mean to awaken? Sure. Well, you know, I think there are infinite ways in which one does experiencing experience an awakening right? And so many things go into that. Like, you know, we're just, we're all so unique, right? We are, in fact, these unique individual expressions of source, having a human experience. And some of us have had, you know, hundreds of thousands of lifetimes throughout all sorts of different universal systems and, 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 you know, dimensional existences and realms, right? And others have just, you know, are sort of um, newer souls, if you will, right? With, with far less um, lifetimes uh, having experienced. So just that in and of itself, right? Presents so many different ways because we, you know, on this journey of eternal existence, we desire to constantly be experiencing ourselves and knowing ourselves as, you know, 
in different flavors and colors and ways as this individual expression of source. It's not within our divine eternal existence to or nature to want to continue repeating and experiencing the same thing over and over again. I mean, maybe for a period of time, that's mm -hmm. an experience, right? That in and of itself is an experience to see, you know, what would happen if, and, and honestly, it's funny, they're showing like, we've really been given that opportunity um, with the uh, manipulation that took place to keep us in the third dimensional reincarnation wheel. The opportunity so, to repeat old cycles. <laughs> Okay, so yeah. that's something that has come up in the past. Uh, we'll, we'll maybe come back to it, but uh, this idea that we have, in fact, played out the same thing again and remain stuck in, in old ways, in old yes. patterns. Yes. So, but for the most part, um, you know, we continue to uh, come in and experience different incarnations with different sort of blueprints of, of, or maps of how, what soul lessons we want to experience and what types of, you know, um, assistance do we want to offer in terms of, you know, transmuting ancestral patterns or collective patterns. And some, some come in to see how can we create, you know, uh, more density so that we can create opportunity for, for others who come in next or for us to come back in and then unwind that. So, you know, it goes on and on and on. And so I think that, you know, everybody's path to awakening is going to be a little bit different. Um, there's so many different tools and uh, methods and um, ways in which we can um, get to where we'd like to, to be in, in the ascension process, right? So everybody's path is going to be a little bit different. I think some of the basic foundational things that seem to be the, the common threads um, is that is in this, you know, ascension cycle in particular is that um, because so often the guides and, and this comes from, you know, the grandmother guardians of, of Gaia and all the inner earth you know, elemental collectives and different collectives that reside within the inner, you know, realms of earth as far out as, you know, beyond dimensionalization, uh, you know, the Master Christos Collective, it, you know, all of them come in to show that and to say in their own way and sort of flavor, if you will, that this is not only the golden age of ascension, but this is the golden age of full transparency and full disclosure. And I think that, you know, that could be a common um, theme, if you will, in other ascension uh, cycles that have taken place. But they, they tend to really hone in on the fact that in this particular earthly ascension cycle, that Owning every single fragment of ourselves that comes into and into play, you know, that is ready. And again, that's very specific to each person's soul journey. Must be honored, must be integrated, right? Must be kind of brought back home. So in other words, spiritual bypassing um, is not uh, something that is 
conducive to um, to this this ascension cycle. I'm not sure that it is for any of them, but they really hone in on that in this one. Meaning, you know, we can't just decide we're going to integrate part of the emotional traumas and part of, you know, and transmute parts of the self-limiting beliefs, but leave the ones that we really don't want to deal with because they're too painful or we're embarrassed by it or we don't want to own it, leave those behind and then still have the intention or the thought that we are actually going to be able to fully ascend, right? It's like, this is like time to get the flashlight out and really be okay going into every single little crack and crevice and shadow and, and honoring it. Because that's a big part of the deception and the veils of illusion that have kind of blanketed us as, as the um, consciousness of humanity is that, that there's something to be ashamed of, that we need mm -hmm. to hide. And that's part of the grand illusion because we were never meant to hide any of it. We were meant to come and experience all the polarities that are present in such a density of this third density. But in a way that we experience it and then it had sort of an instantaneous um, uh, transmutation of any of the density and you know, an instantaneous recalibration and bringing home um, and sort of keeping ourselves in wholeness while experiencing the polarity. But you know, through time and fragmentation and manipulation and skewing of that, um, and the, you know, we've fractured off you know, bits and pieces and bits and pieces and, and so on. So this common thread of this ascension cycle is to really integrate our emotional body, our mental body, our physical body, and our spiritual bodies, bring them, you know, bringing it back to a greater sense of wholeness while releasing the densities and, um, and as that's happening, just so happens that, you know, we're able to embody more of our I am presence. And experiencing those densities, um, allowing them to surface and be felt um, emotionally and experienced, is that a integral part to this integration process, is that inevitable? Is that what must be done? So, you know, and that's, that's again, it's like such a, um, so, you know, they're chatting even before you Sorry, said that. One other thing I want to throw in there is um, your explanation or definition to what it means to integrate. Okay, sure. So, Okay, so I think what's being asked is, so every, not everybody's meant to come here and even awaken in this lifetime. Some people came to choose to experience the, the, the overall grand opportunity and alignment to awaken. And they, they chose to come in and be asleep to see what it would feel like to be in that massive polarity and shifting of dimensional existences, right? This whole shifting of realities of from 3D to 5D and even higher. So, you know, it's not to say that everybody came here to even experience participating in their own soul, you know, ascension. But by being here, 
in the human suit and incarnating in some way, shape or form, you're having an experience of the ascension cycle, right? Mm -hmm. Whether you're fighting it completely just asleep and like oblivious to it and just sort of navigating through this collective, you know, whether you've heard the word ascension or not. Right. Okay. So there's, so there's that, right. Mm -hmm. So there's that. And then those who've come in and are like, oh yeah, it's time, you know, and have placed the divine alarm clock to go off, you know, and, (laughs) you know, as we know, some are, some are like five years old that do that. Some of us, like myself, it's not until we're like 37 that we, you know, the snooze button finally breaks, you know, some, some people are in their sixties. So we all timed it very, you know, uniquely to our own experience. And then there are others that have timed it so they they don't wake up at all or they don't have any sort of desire or calling to be a part of this a conscious um, participation in in the ascension cycle um and so when we go when they're bringing in the whole part about um integrating or releasing, you know, emotional densities and negative energy signatures and such. It's not to, to say that we have to relive mm-hmm. the trauma necessarily, right? Or that we have to go through like, you know, uh, uh, you know, and reenactment, a full reenactment of something that was like devastatingly painful, you know? It's, it's the soul's desire to say, I wanna, I'm big enough I'm expansive enough and I want to bring home all aspects of me. It's that understanding that in every single experience that we've chosen to, to participate in, whether it's something, you know, of great significance in terms of a trauma or something seemingly less, the point of having experienced that is to feel that full range of polarity of that which we are at the, tr- at the truest essence of who we are, which is pure divine love and light. So, you know, it would negate the purpose of having experienced it to leave it out separate of ourselves and to, to you know, not reclaim sort of the whole purpose of having had the experience in the first place, if that makes sense. And so so, reclaim, like those words, bringing it back, integrate, reclaim. Um, I really want to dig into the essence of what that means. Um, Is it, is it loving it, accepting it, um, owning it? That's, that's my, uh, that's how I would conceptualize it. That's my take on it. Um, Is there more that you can say to what it means to, bring home these parts of us sure yeah i think what it is is that it's just accepting that um it's you know it is all a part of self-love because ultimately if you're you know if we dial it out again into this like the bigger sort of sphere of of ascension it's all about you know the self-love it's all about falling in love with yourself and mm-hmm. you know and yourself as god right as source and so you know part of that is like okay for us to do that you know we really need to bring in 
every single aspect of ourself because it's all part of us, right? It's every single experience, every single, you know, particle of our beingness is, is, is us. And so it's like bringing in all of it and saying like, okay, it's time to come home. This and there me. are those, right. Because, you know, anything that we would not want to bring home would only be because we're running it through a lens of judgment or that it's not good enough to be, be, you know, I'm not, that part of me is not good enough to be considered, you know, lovable mm -hmm. or acceptable right? Mm -hmm. Because we're still running it through to a certain degree until we're not through this lens of judgment, mm -hmm. good, bad, instead of just looking at it from sort of this higher, you know, grander perspective of God consciousness, which is there is no good or bad. Mm -hmm. There just is. But by, by having come into this third density, everything gets run through this emotional, this range of emotion and, and this range of, of the mental body, right? And so it's, you know, through these experiences, it gets sort of, doesn't move past, so to speak, that because there's the judgment that gets put into it. And then it's like, you know, okay, now this is not good. This is painful. This is, uh, you know, not something I want to take ownership of. And so, you know, we, 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 you know, push it away. Okay. This, this doesn't feel good. Mm -hmm. Right. And then, I mean, it's so, there's so many aspects and frequencies and everything to, that go into it. Right. Because again, we go back to the whole part where it's like within the original divine human blueprint, we were meant to experience, you know, quite a full range of, of different emotions here, but we were never meant to, you know, our, our original blueprint was such that we always knew that we were not separate of God and not separate of one another. And we always had full range of our multi-dimensional levels of conscious awareness. So, you know, it was only in the fracturing off of, you know, and, and the sort of cutting off of humanity's consciousness from the universal time matrix and source grid that we kind of got stuck in this third dimensional reincarnation wheel and this whole sort of um, fractured separation matrix that led to sort of in a ultimately a dysfunctional way of navigating through the human experience in this full range of emotions. Um, and there's been so much manipulation to the mental complex through different programs of, and judgments, you know, um, frequencies and, and such that has created this very unique opportunity for us to come into this ascension cycle and be able to kind of put Humpty Dumpty back together again, so to speak, <laughs> right? It's like... <laughs> come in and, you know, okay, well, this is quite an interesting um, and challenging incarnation, but here we go. Let's, let's do it. Let's, now we have, everything's kind of lining up planetarily and otherwise we were reconnected to the source grid. It feels like every single linear month, more and more connection to the higher realms of, you know, God realms and beyond continues to, to take place. There's more and more galactic assistance coming in. Um, 
And so I don't know if I answered your question or created more complexity for us, but essentially um, we're meant to, to honor each and every fragment of ourselves that we possibly can, right? That we have the desire and intention to, to do and, and welcome them back in. So bringing back the ownership, you know, I am not a victim of my circumstance. I am an individual expression of God, an infinite creator being. I realized I came in, I came in to experience all these things. I was asleep for, you know, a fair amount of it. And so I really did a good job of accumulating all these layers of density. Um, and now I'm awakened, awakening. And I know that it's time to, to take ownership of each of the roles I played in every experience and bring back those, those fragments of myself, bring back the wisdom, bring back the gifts, bring back the fragments while simultaneously transmuting any of the emotional densities and traumas and self-limiting beliefs. Is that helpful or more confusing? Yeah, everything. Here, let me answer that question for you once and for all. Um, everything that you're sharing is helpful. Uh, if it's not clear, I'll definitely be there to dissect it even further, which okay. lets us get into it even further, which is great. Um, but yeah, don't don't ever feel like anything that you are, are sharing is is not valuable because it is and we'll find even more value in clarifying it further if it need be yay <laughs> to recap um for our lovely listeners um and even just for myself and digesting the information um this fracturing off i i like that word this fracturing off of self to me what that is is deeming aspects of ourself unlovable aspects of our experience as unlovable unwanted i don't want to look at this this doesn't feel good judging it as as bad yes. um and what we're being called to do in our expansion in our evolution is look at all of that and say or not even say would it would it not be look at all of that look at all of that from a place of pure awareness non-judgmental loving awareness i always love to say that i always love to say love is acceptance mm -hmm. um so and that i think it's it's also important not to say like you're not lying to yourself and saying oh yeah i like this I like this feeling. You don't need to <laughs> try to convince yourself of that. But it's coming from that place of it's me and I accept that it's me and I, I can I I can own that and it's not no part of me is is worthy of anything less than love. Yes, exactly. <clears throat> exactly. Like you know, uh, to sum it all up become really get into the center point land in that center point of our beingness you know the upper heart chakra the, the the sort of the atom seed of our eternal existence right 
that, you know, for me, it shows up as this beautiful diamond complex. Um, and, you know, get really attuned to that being sort of your eternal navigational um, center point and get real neutral. And that's, that's really where I think all of this is kind of coming. And I'm surprised that, you know, that hasn't come in yet in this beautiful unfolding is the neutral, the neutral observer. You know, when we get neutral, really that zero point of neutrality that we can kind of bring our awareness into, which exists within that atom seed of our existence, right? That neutral observer, that zero point is really the only place where we have the true um, ability to integrate polarity because, it, you know, which exists within the present moment, right? Um, it is when we get real neutral with it, which to your point is the letting go of, of putting any judgment, any opinion, any um, good or bad, right? The weightedness of good or bad on it. And it just is, it just is, um, you know, yes, there's certain things that we know um, within this human realm that evoke, you know, that are known most often to evoke certain types of emotion, right? And there's nothing bad about emotion. It's what we do with the emotion that creates disharmony, disease, or discordance, or expansion, right? And so to, to you know, kind of play off of what was, you know, previously being um, explored is that if we're in that neutral, if we're in this zero point in the present moment awareness, and we have an experience, and we're experiencing it from this place of neutrality, just by virtue of being a human being, we may feel within, you know, our cellular makeup, this, you know, a sadness, a sadness, or at least the awareness mm -hmm. of sadness, right? Um, it's when we become, you know, become the sadness and we hold on to the sadness and then, you know, and we're, we're not able to, ex you know, express it in such a way we, we, you know, we're hiding it or we're trying to do all different types of things to, to um, sort of push it away. And, you know, Fighting. that, yeah, that then it becomes sort of this density that gets stuck in our field. Mm -hmm. But if we're in this place of, you know, even just opening like, okay, I'm this yeah. infinite creator being, I have an infinitely large heart space and capacity to hold all that is, mm -hmm. you know, and I'm centered here in this place of neutrality and I witness something that is very sad. I may have tears. I may have experienced for a moment, you know, the essence of the sadness, but I'm honoring it and I'm very present with it. I'm not diving into it and going into this whole um, sort of uh, log book of, cellular imprint through my own soul, soul's experience and my ancestral, um, you know, the DNA that holds my ancestral imprint of all these massive, you know, 
cataclysms and things of that held deep, deep sadness that was never processed, right? You know, I'm here in this present moment experiencing it um, and allowing it to move through me and honoring it. Now that said, the more clear we become, the more we have shown up in a way of releasing the density and integrating the fragments, the more clearly when we're in that present moment, we can start to see or feel everybody's different. What, you know, we start to get really, really specific within our field of coordinates, right? And we can start to see, ooh, wow, way out here in my field, I can see that I still have some stuff from my Akashic history that's, you know, that's kind of being pinged on this, this sadness. But, okay, let me bring that in right now to explore. What's that all about? And we can come from this place of greater sovereignty and less reactionary, um, the clearer our field gets of this, the more we're in, we've integrated our emotional bodies and our mental bodies, the less sort of interference patterns that there are because we've already been showing up to, to release those. Is that? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's a, I know. Okay. So what kind of popped up here is this? Um, the more clear and expansive we become, Would it be there more that we are going to be able to see to work on collectively in terms of what we can work on for the collective? Yes, I think that that goes hand in hand. Now, again, it, you know, some people have shown up to do greater collective work, right? Like meaning a more significant amount of collective transmutation. Yeah. Whereas others, you know, everybody comes in with their own set of, of things that they've, you know, assignments, so to speak, that they've come up with. But certainly I can speak from my, let's say my own soul's journey of this lifetime that yes, you know, it seems to me, and again, you know, it would be unfair of me to say that this is how it looks for everybody, but I think this is fairly common in the sort of the natural unfolding or the most common unfolding of how this works is, um, you know, we, we start off by realizing there is such a thing as awakening, right? We start off by realizing like, okay, I need to, something has to shift here. You know, most people hit like a, like a breaking point, like a surrender point, mm -hmm. which I can say definitely happens to me. And so then it's like, okay, now what do we do? And it seems like the most low hanging fruit is the density and such that has been accumulated from this incarnation, right? Mm -hmm. This particular lifetime. That seems like that's the first kind of layer of clothing. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> you know, it's, you, it's like the jacket, right? Okay, let's get, let's take that Person. off first. Yeah. So, you know, and of course, as we know, that is intertwined and entangled and, you know, so forth with ancestral, like a lot of ancestral stuff, because, you know, we've come in to, to be in this biological lineage. And so, you know, we're it's working our own on soul. that even before we know that we are. 
Oh, yes, exactly. And that's very, you know, and none of it's separate, quite frankly, because mm-hmm. even, even the stuff from this lifetime and as our, you know, as an individual soul, we're all, we're all connected it's still through collective. the love. Yeah, the law of one. yeah but there but it seems like there's more of a personal focus initially mm-hmm. right it's like mm-hmm. for me anyways there wasn't right. even the ability to have the awareness that i would be doing this for anybody but myself because of the amount of density and emotional you know kind of storm that mm-hmm. had been brewing for so long it's like you know it's like okay let me just kind of get through some of this so I can even have the ability to see that there's so much more to this mm-hmm. you know I think if we were to go into that first moment of awakening and someone came in and said okay well listen you know get through this and then you're gonna have so to get that. through this <laughs> and then this and then I hate to tell you but you're gonna start going to hundreds and hundreds of lifetimes and you're gonna start clearing your own personal, <laughs> because that's what they started showing as this, yeah. this, you know, they're like, wait, now here's another thing, you know, Brooklyn, when you go into this past lifetime, you're going to clear from that past lifetime. If it's a big pattern and depending on what your assignments were in that, you're going to clear your own soul, bring back your own soul fragments from that, that lifetime, but you're going to bring back, you know, the invitation for the collective in this lifetime as well and then you know you have your own ancestral you have stuff for the ancestral lineage of that life and i'm like wow it's like literally never mm-hmm. it's this whole process right mm-hmm. it's just like an infinite journey but in an effort not to overwhelm you know it's like that's yeah and that's the beauty that's the beauty of it's challenging but once you start to really go from like an intellectual concept of the potency and um relevancy of living in the present moment when you get into the present moment it brings such a it's the zero point so it's the all that is and then nothing right it's that place of like you know it it takes a lot of pressure off because all you have to do is keep recalibrating back to that place. And that's where everything happens. And it doesn't have to be thousands of years to, to, you know, to integrate that, which has been fragmented it, lots and lots of things and patterns of big patterns can be integrated back in, in a very lightning speed, if you will. I want to go a little bit deeper in um, into the rabbit hole of doing work on ancestral traumas and and, and transmuting these um, these programs and then because I I do feel like there's a um, there's a level um, that many are, are are stepping into, especially those that are are tuning into to this energy um, where, where they are coming up to that point where um, just to kind of clarify things, just, you know, just so that we're, we're all grounded in the same place. Um, a, a more grounded explanation to what I'm hearing you describe is um, the first step in the journey is let's 
figure out me. Let me work on me. You get to a point where you realize like I can improve how I feel. Uh, I'm, I'm going to make it a more practical here. Um, yes. We hit that point where we, we, we wake up and say, I can, I can improve how I can feel. Oh, and that becomes your focus, right? Yes. I'm going to create for myself the experience that I want to create. I want to improve how I feel. I'm going to work on that. Um, but then it kind of opens up to where you reach a point where you're thinking bigger, like you now I'm starting to realize, well, it's, it's always still entirely that because the good feelings start to come from doing something that goes beyond just yourself. Then it becomes, I want to do something for the collective. I want to do something for others. I want to, I want to do that because it feels good to, um, that I feel like is, is that next stepping stone. I, I feel like everyone has to first go through that first stage first where it's working on me before they get to that point where they're thinking about a, a bigger purpose. And then we start to open up the oneness. Then we start to recognize that what we were thinking of as ourselves is a very limited, narrowed concept of self. Um, and then this is where I think a lot of our, our listeners and audience is that, okay, I'm, I'm oneness. I, I want to serve. I want to, I want to do whatever I can towards supporting this, this grand awakening that's taking place. Um, to those that are in this stage of their journey, I think I'm, I fall into this camp. It's, I want to support the transmutation of the the collective traumas that are are embedded in this in this collective consciousness. Um, how do what words do you have to someone that is is consciously making the decision to approach that? Who wants to do that? Who wants to do this work? Sure, it still all happens, sort of through our own personal experience, right? So, you know, getting to that point of like, we are all one, right? So even when we start off in that that place, you know, that first day of beginning the journey, like because of, of where you are sort of in your, our, your level of conscious awareness for the, you know, and I'm speaking in generality, um, you know, it's like, you have to just think of it as that, right? Like, I've just got to make these, no one else is going to do this for me. I need to show up and I need to do these things. And right. But then, you know, you're immediately start up leveling this grander scope of awareness and this greater ability cellular level to have go from like an intellectual understanding to an embodiment that, okay, we are all connected and it keeps getting more and more and more and more and more and more tangible and like embodied as we continue along, right? So, you know, intention plus breath, intention plus light, intention, you know, plus pure presence in in the neutral, you know, uh, present moment equals profound miracles and profound shifts and profound alchemy so the more you show up with this desire 
to be in the greatest service to you know humanity and beyond or to the collective or if there's a particular thing that you just have a cellular knowingness that you're here to be a part of the the transmutation of right the alchemy of um the more and more you kind of you know the more and more you integrate more clarity within your own personal vehicle right your own human suit and of course within the human suit we know which is just this very small fragment of our existence, you know, and here on this earth plane, you know, the more we show up in all the ways that we, I just saw that too, of all the ways that um, to embody more of our crystalline nature, more of our divine blueprint, which is something that naturally takes place along all of the process of doing what we've been talking about, the more clarity and the more bandwidth you can hold and transmute and bring through and and for the collective right and so it's like you have to put your oxygen mask on first and i know mm. that's that we hear that so many times but it's so perfect because it's like continue no matter where you are on your journey you know i think it's important to continue showing up every day saying you know you know, I release all that no longer serves me. I bring in more of my I am presence or more peace or more divine light or whatever, however, you know, whatever most sings and, and lands for, for each individual. The more we do that, the more we become capable of becoming that invitation running you know and transmuting sort of instantaneously just but being in a space with a group of people you become an invitation you become sort of the facilitator of of a grander scope of alchemy to take place you know so it's you know and then of course depending on who you are and what you what gifts you bring in i mean some people are these massive transmutation stations you know i have a, a fellow colleague who has this huge column of like golden light that streams from beyond the 18th dimension all the way down. I mean, as soon as I met her, I was like, whoa. I have to and ask, I, you see this visually? Yes. Wow. I mean, I don't <laughs> see it with my, I don't necessarily see it with my plain eyes, but no. I can see it in my mind's eye. Mm -hmm. And actually to, to, to that point, I was just meeting with her the other day and as we're engaging on zoom right and and just conscious conversation i can see like all this light around her and it's moving and i can like see these different like highways and pathways of light, like with my visible eye actually mm -hmm. moving so some sometimes it is with with the naked eye mm -hmm. that you know some of these things are brought in to be shown in that way Yet most often um, it is shown through my third eye mm -hmm. or it comes in. So there's through... still a way to, there's still a difference in how you are perceiving physicality and what you're, you're describing. Beyond the veils. Like, yeah. Like, right. I mean, there you can yes. still kind of, this is that, this is that, this is physicality. This is um, energetic beyond the veil. Yeah, it's sort of being able to see, um, you know, the visual of what's actually taking place in real time 
and you know but because everything is in such slower sort of you know vibrational frequency but that's all changing as we know um you know most of it is seen through the mind's eye through mm -hmm. you know if that yeah mm -hmm. and um so yeah so some people come in here with these these vehicles right that they've and these gifts to to that's what they do like they don't even it's not that they see a lot of things. It's not that they intuit or they hear a lot of things. It's like, they're just, their beingness and just showing up is, is transmuting massive amounts of, of mm. density on, on all levels. Um, so I think that just uh, people just aligning their, themselves with that, that pure desire to be in service and then, you know, the one of the biggest ingredients, um, it's so, you know, it's like one of those unwavering divine principles is faith, trust, and surrender. You know, and, and to really continue as you're clearing your container, as you're integrating the polarities, as you're truly bringing more of your heaven on earth, right? The easier that becomes the, you know, the, the more and more that becomes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cause the other thing that I want to say to that, and this is why I think you brought up the, um, the oxygen mask analogy, putting it on yourself before you put it on others. Um, we can say, right. Again, at this level, we can say aligning yourself with that desire to, to serve others is, is an intention to have. This is a great intention to have, um that isn't just supportive of others but is is of our highest nature and our highest experience um but there may also be one may also be in an experience um and i speak from personal experience where that does not that's not right like thinking about wanting to help others um doesn't feel relevant at the time um because what might be needed in that in that moment is um you know checking with within one, with oneself um self-care um and i know one thing that i i can struggle with sometimes personally is when i'm not motivated to serve others um i don't feel a strong motivation to do something purposeful that is directly in service to to other people uh, i could feel like something's wrong like that that can worry me at times like feeling that way and just like what's wrong like what's wrong with me i'm not motivated to do i'm not motivated to serve um what do you have to say with regards to perhaps being in such a place yeah i think it's beautiful it's a beautiful segue into the subtleties. Uh, okay, so again, it's like I feel like this whole codex is totally building here. And for some listening, you know, um, it, it may feel like there's a sense of redundancy, but yet it's all very brilliant in how it's building because it's penetrating different pathways and different, you know, entry and exit points of consciousness as we're speaking about it. So it's, uh, it's beautiful you bring that up because the greatest service any of us can ever be in is to show up for ourselves and ask, 
you know, to, to do exactly what we've been talking about this whole time, which is release that which no longer serves us and integrate more of our I am presence or, or that which does, right? And here's the thing, we're all interconnected. We're individual expressions of source, yet there, anytime you show up in, to do anything that is to, to enhance you know, your conscious awareness and to release density, there's an invitation that's immediately sent out into the quantum field of existence that is now there and present for every single other being. And of course, and that's beyond this, the earth, and that's beyond our universe, and that's beyond the next universe and the next universe and the next universe. Now, the greatest wave of the ripple effect takes place within our, the macro of Gaia because we're connected through this, you know, the physical human suit. And of course, you know, we're in closer proximity to, to, to one another here, right? We're all on this, for the most part, dimensional plane. Yet it, the, the ripple effects keeps on going infinitely out. So every single being, every thought you have, every word you speak, every action you take or we take, affects everything in existence, truly everything in existence. So being that we have the most sort of, you know, uh, control wouldn't be the right word, but we, we are the conductors of this, this, you know, human suit and our own soul's experience. That's where the greatest work for all can be done. The more you show up in the authenticity the more you show up with that clear connection and clear intention to be in the greatest service to, you know, to all others, seen and unseen, have the knowingness that it always is, you know, begins with the thoughts that you're bringing in and choosing, the words that you're speaking and the mm -hmm. actions that you're taking. Because if every person were just to, to come back into that knowing and that even that that general level of conscious awareness can you imagine what would take place if every single person was showing up and doing that not projecting on others what they think needs to be done not judging you know but taking full responsibility for and full transparency and full ownership of their authenticity then voila, this, this, you know, our existence becomes completely different. So I think that there's nothing wrong ever. Of course, we, we know it's, it's, it's meant to be this, this walk that takes place together. Our service to ourself is always going to be the service to all other beings seen and unseen. There are going to be times when we're, we're, you know, we're going to be giving more outwardly in terms of that, whether it's sharing an experience or sharing, you know, or assisting in some way. Yet we're always meant to kind of recalibrate and say, okay, am I showing up for myself in, in the highest vibrational frequency, you know, that I'm capable of doing? Am I you know, as I share this wisdom, you know, that's coming through me with another, am I, am I, what am I learning about this 
for myself because there's always both teacher, student, student, teacher, you know, you, me, me, you, right? It's all, it's all the same. So we have to be really, um, what they brought in as you were asking that question is now here comes where it, it gets really kind of um, grander opportunity for, for clarity. There's a lot of programming within the separation matrix, which is often referred to as the false matrix or, you know, the 3D matrix, right? Of self-sacrifice, which has been so mm. cleverly, so cleverly identified with as service to others. And mm. so there's, there's all these little frequencies and threads and webs the playoff of guilt, shame, and all sorts of um, interesting frequency bandwidth that fall under this giant iCloud of the separation matrix. And so it's really messes with people on big, you know, through just through societal beliefs, organized religions, all these things that have very much imprinted and brought through greater tethering of the separation matrix people have come to really identifying self-sacrifice with service to others. And there's a big difference. It's been, you know, we've been imprinted with this belief system that, you know, self-care and showing up for ourselves and putting the focus on ourselves is selfish and somehow taking away from another. But that can never be true because mm -hmm. there's infinite love available and accessible. There's infinite abundance. There's infinite everything good. Uh, yet that's all part of the separation matrix too, this false belief system that there's a finite amount of any of those things. So it all has so brilliantly been orchestrated, right? And imprinted into that cellular DNA through ancestral patterns, through collective patterns, through different cataclysmic you know, timelines that have taken place that are now coming back around for us to experience as humanity and to respond differently. So I think that's why the guides of all dimensional existences constantly say, you know, look beyond this grand illusion. Every time you show up for yourself to, to you know, to release that which no longer serves you and bring more of your true source, you know, essence in. You create that ripple effect for all. That is the greatest service. And then it can, you have fun and you start to really embody that more and then you can play with it, you know, and you can create platforms, but all along you're still showing up and doing it for yourself. Mm -hmm. You know, there doesn't come a point in time that I'm aware of, or that I've been shown through any recalls of past lifetimes either, where we are like, oh, we've now we've gotten to where we need to be. Now all we do is, you know, teach others, <laughs> right? It's like, no, no, no. It, there's never that moment because we're always meant to be interchangeably the teacher and the student. And we're always meant to be learning more and expanding more and experiencing more um, along the journey. It's, you know, when we start to become stagnant or we start to feel like we've, we've reached, you know, the, the end point is when we 
are creating stagnation and the, you know, this, the eternal essence of who we are. When we start to, to, you know, accumulate, you know, things that, you know, begin to weigh us down. It's meant to be this constant expansion and this constant experiencing more and more. For self. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm really glad that you, um, brought up the um this program that is is embedded and running in the collective consciousness that you describe as self-sacrifice and well one of the reasons why i'm i'm glad that you did is because it's certainly something that i've run into um the way that has manifested in my experience is this feeling of just this draining this draining feeling overextended um to the point where you know it's serve 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 and then reaching reaching a point where i feel drained um and i'm not enjoying what i'm doing anymore um and then that you know hitting that wall is this this experience of why don't i feel motivated to uh to do all the things that i once was so motivated to do um and i think the the explanation for that is because it was there was some tie into it being this this self-sacrifice that i was making um a a quote that has has resonated with me um but i'm seeing how in some regards hasn't served me um is lose yourself in the service of others lose yourself in the service of others i will say why it resonates with me when i hear that lose yourself i i think about times in which i was so present with this mode of giving and serving another person that I wasn't thinking about myself. I wasn't thinking about anything. I was just in this, I was so deeply present with that moment that it was that, you know, that, 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 that presence, that life that we feel when we're, we're here now. And I've had this experience in serving another person or giving something to someone or doing something for someone um and so that's why I've, I've kind of loved that idea of lose yourself in the service of others because this this experience of the the ego and um all the distractions just kind of dissolves and i'm here giving and i'm loving that and that feels good um but I think the intention or this this notion of losing myself into the service of others and wanting to be in that space has actually kind of railed me off track in that again I, I feel like it's it's kind of caused for this this self-sacrifice um, and I guess what I'm feeling called to, to say right now is I, I'm probably feeling called to say it because I'm not the only one who's done this is the shunning of the self trying to trying to get away from the the self and lose myself in the service of others um what's really setting in right now is 
the importance of you know still showing up for for you and honoring you and what feels good for you um yeah yeah well i think it's beautiful because you know just in in that you know in that grouping of words you know lose yourself in service to others it can be interpreted and it can be interpreted through our mind and it can be interpreted through what we choose to do with that or how we you know we act upon that in so many different ways and i think in, in and of itself it's it is beautiful right because if we can lose the egoic to your point the egoic self when we're in service to others when we can take away and we it's really it's, to me it feels like in its truest essence it's saying it's saying fully embrace unity consciousness law of one Mm-hmm. you know fully embrace that because when you fully embrace that and embody that everything that you're doing is as a collective consciousness is as like this giant sort of wave of of source energy moving together working together in unison right and that is service to others and and simultaneously it is service to self um yet you know where we are right now in this in this particular point in, in human and the human ascension cycle, it's, um, you know, you can apply that. You can apply that to different aspects of every day. And when, you know, yet again, and I'm not, <laughs> I love when they do this. It's like, you know, but you must come back to be refreshed. You must come back to recharge. Mm-hmm. You must mm-hmm. come back and say, okay, so every time I go out in a way of serving others, there's always a way in which, you know, there's, there's, there's a giving and a taking that takes place or, you know, an exchange that takes place. In the service that I'm present in right now, you know, and you can combine the two, it doesn't have to be separate. What is, what is my lesson in this? What is my opportunity in this? Mm-hmm. What, what parts of me are needing the same service right now and are, you know, are, are participating in this, right? And, you know, and, and getting real clear in, in any service, whether, you know, your self-care or the more you're in that present moment, the more you're in the present moment neutrality and the witnessing observer of what's taking place, the less energetic currency that's being delved out because you're holding it all here in the still point. Your, your consciousness is playing a role in it, right? Uh, yet you're, you're not siphoning out energy to past experiences or to, you know, you're here, you're here in the center, the center point. And, and it's all about this, the whole exploration of all of it. You know, but when you start to feel like, oh, something feels a little off balance here, then it's a great opportunity to say, you know, I need to just take some time and reflect on this. You know, what, you know, were there intentions involved that, you know, felt aligned, but really were more along self-sacrifice, you know, spectrum? Or here's another thing too, when you're in these roles, different roles of service, are you dealing with the core essence 
of another being, their, their eternal self? Or are you dealing with some of these aspects of them that um, are sort of other entities, other entities working through them? Or are aspects of them that are really just basically siphoning your energy and by you even participating in it, even though your intention's really good, mm-hmm. by you participating, some you're enabling that. Mm-hmm. And you know, and it's it's more of this sort of sympathetic energy versus holding a space of compassion. And mm-hmm. that's a sure way to drain the battery. So I know we're throwing a lot of different things here, but for some reason, some people listening today are needing need to, to wanting to hear that. You know, there's just so many threads and different, that's such a big, you know, energetic topic, so to speak. Um, but it, it's, it's just a really beautiful and important, and especially in this time of great um, energetic gateways and portals. And, and so it's, it's really important to check in many times throughout today, you know, each day coming back into that center point, like, you know, where, where does this service to all need to take place right now in meditation in, 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 you know, in silence with just with myself and in the, all that is, or in interaction and participation with others. They're both service to others. You know what I mean? But what do I, what does my physical body need right now? What does my mental body need? What does my emotional body need? What does my spiritual body need? You know, check in, check in, make sure that you're checking in with that eternal seed of your existence, that, that, you know, that center point of your beingness, your, the ultimate source wisdom and navigational tool and not checking in, you know, versus checking in with, you know, the separation matrix, societal belief systems, and, um, sort of that self-sacrificing energetic field that pretty much is everywhere mm-hmm. currently. So <laughs> a very important thing we're going to we're going to be segueing into now. Um, so I'm glad you brought it up. Checking in with the center seed of your existence. Um, I, I want you to well we're gonna we're gonna unfold that but i also want you to share more around what that is to you what that you 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 described it as the the atom seed of your existence i believe there's another way that you described it you with the word crystal involved um your diamond crystal center like this i see it as this diamond heart complex it's this like beautiful multifaceted you know technology that exists within the center point of every person and it looks different for everybody you know and um but yet it exists for every you know human that possesses an organic soul you know okay so what was it again the diamond uh, diamond crystal your diamond uh crystal heart complex I like, I just, I love that. Um, what is that? And well, I'll let you take it away in terms of 
how deep and metaphysical you want to go with it. Um, But what is that? Ultimately, you know, there's so many layers to our own personal hologram, right? There's so many layers and there's so many different expressions and um, unique configurations of that heart chakra and of the upper heart complex. And so everybody's is going to be unique to, to, to them, to, to, you know, to a great degree, but there are some commonalities as well. And so when I refer to the, or when they refer to the, you know, the crystalline diamond heart complex, it's sort of, it's bringing in um, a frequency bandwidth and different, you know, ascension codex and sort of um, divine architecture codex that's coming in and bringing into an individual's awareness that, you know, that this is part of their, their divine birthright. This, this is part of their original um, selves, if you will, right? Structure. And so everybody's sort of at a different place on this human journey and in their ascension cycle with to, to what degree of configuration and reactivation that that, that crystalline diamond complex is, is at in any present moment, right? And to have, you know, the sort of the full integration and illumination and embodiment of it um, or the process of that I feel, and when I'm shown, is very succinct to where we are each step of the way, you know, along the the journey of ascension. Because ultimately how it's been shown to me is as we begin to more and more embody our I am presence, you know, as we're more and more bringing in and embodying our oversoul technology and our higher self technologies, those are all contributing to the, the sort of the reinstallation and rebuilding, reconfiguration and activation of that crystalline diamond heart complex. And for some people it shows up, you know, and it doesn't show up in the same sacred geometry for every person. Um, but for me, how it shows up when I, when, if I'm, you know, guided to, to look and to hone in on that, it will show itself as sort of like, um, what has been activated and what is currently in play will be illuminated. And that which is not, you know, shows that there's still, you know, parts of this, you know, this ascension cycle um, that are going to become opportunities for the further integration and illumination of it, if that makes sense. And, And then within that too, there are these sort of, how do you describe in words? Um, the more and more sort of the pieces of the puzzle are illuminated, right? If we think of that, that crystalline diamond heart complex as a, as a a puzzle, like as a, you know, this um, uh, dimension, you know, several dimensionalization, I would say a 3D puzzle so that we have an understanding of what, you know, then it's like, oh, it's not 3D, it's far beyond that. But if we think of it as a puzzle and that, you know, we keep bringing in fragments of ourselves. And every time we're, we bring in fragments of ourselves, some of course spanning through, you know, many, many uh, incarnations and lineages. So the piece is bigger, so to speak, you know, the fragment is bigger. Um, There's further illumination. And every time 
pieces of that come back. There are these levels of our um, sort of quantum beingness, uh, levels of, this, of these light, layers of light fields within our structure that become accessible and kind of turn on. It's like, if you think, if you look at us like a hologram, it's like the hologram begins to show up in more detail and more complexity in greater levels in larger bandwidth, if that makes sense. But it all sorts it, you know, for, for how they show it to me, so much of that is, um, so the catalyst of, of that expansion and that integration is really meant to you know the, this this center point of our beingness, this crystalline diamond heart complex, or the atom seed of our existence, is sort of the um, the conductor of all of that expansion, and it's more complex than that, and it's all interlinked, and you know, and all of our chakra systems are working in conjunction with one another um, when when we're balanced, right? And when we're, they're activated. And um, so what takes place here has, you know, I don't know, I'm just going to make it this a hundred other things that then take place, you know, as a result of within the other systems of our, of our chakras and, um, and so forth. So they call, you know, it comes through as termed as this crystal diamond complex because it's it's so multifaceted. It's this pure crystal diamond clarity. It's it's beyond, you know, any scope of comprehension. Um, the level of pristine, immaculate clarity that it can hold, and by that, I mean completely unfiltered and direct sort of communication to to pure source consciousness so that center i mean of course all our energetic centers are, are connected to source and and there's that um communication but there seems to be some sort of communication or that is taking place specifically in the heart center um that how does that differ from like what what what's the significance to that center specifically um how does that differ to to all the other chakras that are in this connection as well um it well because it was really always intended to be the the cent, sort of the center point and, and the main hub of of pure connection to source. It's sort of the um, we communicate. Okay, wow. Okay, so we communicate through all of our chakras in in different ways, right? Um, Yet this sort of atom seed of existence is again, like just like they're showing how there are aspects of that Christos um, original template that is a common thread throughout all dimensional existences. You know, because of the complexity of, of every dimensional existence and their own unique expression of um, 
um, sort of individuation, if you will, or, you know, structure. And in some, it's, that's a little, that comes, becomes even complex because in many existences, it's just collectives of light. But even within those, within that light is stored the, the unique, uniqueness of, of that particular dimensional existence. So yet what they're showing is the, the common sort of center point of all communication and all oneness comes through that of, of the heart complex, through that center point, through that atom seed of the heart. Does that Yeah, and answer? I think... Uh... I I think that's the the depth to it that that is um we're, we're being called to to go into right here um recognizing it as a a center point of of communication with with source consciousness um with with the higher intelligence now I do want to bring it back to checking in with that how how do we go about accessing the heart wisdom um the heart's wisdom how do we how do we tune into that sure it you know again it all comes back to um sort of this this beautiful process of of ascension right um well first of all if we if our intention if we create a clear intention of you know, I choose to connect to the center point of my, of my heart. I choose to connect to the center point of my eternal existence, you know, my, the atom seed of my existence, you know, my purest and highest form of, you know, hub of communication with source. The more we bring our intention and our awareness and our desire to that, the more we are able to access that and to do it. Yet, once again, you know, and they're, they're bringing it in, the more that becomes clearer and that becomes um, more um, uninterrupted, if you will, the clearer we, our container becomes, the less emotional density, the less filters that that source communication has to get through or move through in order to sort of land in that that space, the, the sort of the deeper and the more embodied and the more connectedness we feel, right? It's always there. It's never not been there. That's all part of the illusion. Yet there's a there's a realness to the layers of chaotic frequencies, nodes, implants, entanglement, and everything else that has been kind of built up within each one of our individual fields throughout time that makes it more challenging to to hear see feel and mm -hmm. and embody mm -hmm. so as we become you know we further along on our paths with the desire to release that which no longer serves us and bring in more of our divine essence more and more it's like oh, okay now i see what my intention has is leading to you know you become more and more connected with everything as you know you're a part of everything 
you know, mm -hmm. and I think that's the ultimate expression or the ultimate um, manifestation, if you will, of that interconnectedness with that divine heart complex is to start to go from the intellectual, more and more from the intellectual concept that we are all one, that I am God, that you are God, that I see God in everything and every being to, oh, actually, I, we are all one. I'm feeling that I'm knowing that it's, it's palpable, mm -hmm. right? That's what we're expanding into the experiential knowingness of it. Not this, this idea that we are one, but feeling that, that sense of connection with all that is. Yeah. And, and that comes, you know, all parts of us are aligning to be able to attune with that, right? So that's where so many people try to leave their physical bodies and experience that, you know, in the higher realms and, you know, but in this ascension cycle, and then they find that they're having all sorts of like pains and aches and dis-ease and, you know, it, every one of our bodies has to be part of the ascension cycle or the ascension process this time around. You know, there have been times where, you know, um, there's been ascension cycles within the earth's evolutionary um, existence where you could ascend, you know, but ascending meant leaving the physical body because the physical body couldn't handle the vibrational, you know, mm -hmm. bandwidth of what that ascension looked like. But this ascension cycle it's meant to happen while still in the physical temple. And so we, you know, it's all about being here. It's all about being in your physical body and, and kind of rolling with the physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual ascension, which is happening simultaneously. Um, and so I think they bring that up because as we were journeying through what was just unfolding, you know, your everything, all the cells within your body become this very unified in consciousness. You know, the cellular water, everything is works in this grand orchestration. Whereas now for most people, the cells within our body have separate agendas and, you know, and, and our mental body and our emotional bodies with a separate agenda than our physical body. So it's all about coming back into this unification of all of our bodies. Um, and as we were moving through that, they just showed kind of what the new human vehicle looks like further down on this in the ascension process. And it's just, it's pretty cool. It was like being able to witness the cells and everything just moving cohesively and in this greater sense of illumination, but um, yeah, I just bring that in to the field of conscious awareness because it's pretty cool. Uh, upgraded human suits? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm looking at the time, but I, I want to hear... I want to hear a little bit more. Tell me more about these upgraded human suits. <laughs> this is what we are activating in our in our bodies. Um, this is what we are 
this is the the upgrade that we're undergoing um yes. our our physical bodies i think it's really uh, great and important for us to to make mention of this our physical bodies are are changing as a result of this ascension process um what what changes are taking place yeah a lot and again so as we know um it's different for every person right um ultimately too i think this is perfect because it totally leads what was just brought through completely leads into this question and it's all so perfect um so the human physical temple cannot be left out of this equation. Mm-hmm. And I think we, we know, right, um, that there's, there's a lot within our spiritual community, a lot of people who are so masterful in the gifts that they, they have and that they, they're sharing. Um, and a lot of these gifts, you know, part of their service of healing and these gifts um, create a, an environment to where they leave their body for periods of t- you know, time, sometimes for several hours throughout the day, others, you know, more kind of intermittently. Um, and which that's, you know, that's part of their experience. Um, but I think, you know, gen- not only with those people, but just generally speaking from pain and traumas and and from just the chaos, right, of what's going on right now. People are, you know, they, they, they wanna check out. It's just like, this is too much. Like, I just need to like check out of my, my body, right? Um, and they, we do it in different ways. People do it in different ways. Some people it's, you know, they, you know, through different substances. Some, some it's through, um, you know, more like sort of mindless activity or like watching movies or TV and stuff like that. There are all different ways to do it, right? And there's no judgment around this. It's just that there, there's just a, um, a wanting to bring in the awareness that part of the, the um, sort of the harmonious uh, journey of this ascension cycle is to bring a greater um, awareness and sort of back into that, that the understanding that your body is the sacred temple, right? It's housing all of this. And so, um, so bringing more awareness into it in that, in that way, knowing that um, we really have to bring the physical body along. And if we fight that or we're in resistance to that, that's when people are having, you know, will feel like, oh my gosh, like, I don't understand. I'm doing all these things, but my body is just like, you know, I have all this pain. I have so, um, so I think they really want to bring that in because I think that's come up a lot, you know, these, like the Ascension symptoms and, mm-hmm. and stuff that take place with the physical body. I mean, some of it's just going to happen, even if you are present in your physical body, but an awareness that it's this grand orchestration of all bodies working together and that they're all equally important. Like the spiritual mm-hmm. body is not more important in this ascension cycle than the physical body because we're in a physical reality right now. And that's what's housing, you know, our, our soul and housing the whole ability to be able to participate in this, mm-hmm. you know, in this process. 
So how that looks is the more we kind of bring in that awareness and we're like, okay, okay, I get it. Like it's all we need to, you know, focus on all bodies. And sometimes it's going to be more attention to the physical and other times it'll be more attention to the mental or ultimately it all balances out. And we know that all of these bodies are going to be calling forth different things that are needed along the way. And we have to, you know, listen and hear and communicate with equal in importance, all of these bodies. Mm -hmm. So the more we kind of get into that symbiosis relationship, just within our conscious awareness and an intention of, of creating more mind, body, spirit connection, right? Which of course we know happens very easily through practices like meditation and breath work and, you know, and just having that intention. The more we do that, the more we're able to take all of what was earlier talked about, which is, you know, this reintegration of this divine um, blueprint and Christos blueprint and the cellular structure of the human suit begins to work cohesively and, you know, in symbiosis with, with these other structures from within and it becomes lighter mm-hmm. and they, you know, and you start to realize a lot of people that are on this realize like, oh my gosh, like I really require a lot less food right now, mm-hmm. but really high, like the nutrient density and the quality of the food can, you know, is of the utmost importance right now, but I really am not requiring as much food. I'm requiring a ton of water. Like, it's like, you know, I just can't get enough water. And then you'll go through a little pocket and it's like, wow, now I need a lot of foods like root vegetables and things like that. And I need to, I feel like I really need to ground whatever just took place, whatever upgrades just took place. I need to kind of ground myself. Right. And so I think these are very practical um, messages that are coming forth that are sort of, you know, showing the cycles of the physical needs and body kind of moving through this. Um, you know, so really just getting attuned with the rhythm and the request of what's being called forth. Like, I need more rest right now. I need more of this. I need more of that, you know? Oh, now I'm starving, you know, and I, I need a lot more calories because maybe within our spiritual bodies, all of a sudden we just got this huge download of, you know, of um, crystalline architecture and it's running so much energy that it's requiring more until it kind of calibrates right so it sort of equals equal out equals out but ultimately what they're showing and what they were just showing is that there becomes this this beautiful integration to where all of it all of the bodies have kind of come into this greater um, sort of form of unity consciousness to where they're, they feel less separate. I mean, they're not separate. They're all working together now, but they become more cohesive in some way. Mm-hmm. And they're actually showing the physical body emanating and sort of radiating more light and less density from it, which is really beautiful. And to throw this conceptualization in there, I would think that this is the activation of our light body. Yes. And the integration, right? Yes. But both, yes. 
Yeah. And, yeah. and that kind of to come full circle to all of it, you know, our, our higher self and our light body and our oversoul, you know, sort of coming in together. Coming and now we'll never house our entire structure, so to speak, of the oversoul, but we'll house the communication network that is, you know, uh, capable of being housed within this dimensional existence mm -hmm. and framework, if you will. Is it fair to say that in these incarnations, in these lifetimes, this will come online? For some people, absolutely. And, and, and my, my, you know, carrying, being like one of the um, holders of the flame of eternal hope, you know, it's that. Is that I a figurative like, thing or is there, does that go deeper? It goes deeper. Okay, <laughs> we, won't, we won't go deeper. Yeah, I'm, like, I'm like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um, yet, to some degree, every every incarnate um that is present during this you know um ascension cycle holds access to you know to what takes place um and you know even if their own soul doesn't choose to be part of you know sort of um the full ascension process you know they they decide to leave their physical bodies you know, it's going to be carried on through their ancestral lineages and collective lineages for them to to have access to anyways. I mean, should they choose to come back in here to this, to this earth plane. So um, I my felt sense is um, that there will be a very significant um, number of beings that will experience this level of ascension, yes. Hmm. And to, to wrap this up, in a, I think will be the perfect way to. Um, what is the, what benefit is there to this? How does this, how does this make our experience a, a greater one? Well, I, the benefit of it is that, um, again, there's, you know, in every microcosm, the, the ripple effect to all, all, you know, beings in existence. So being these eternal creator beings that are constantly seeking to experience new, you know, ways of, of knowing themselves, knowing ourselves, right? Um, it, it's, you know, it's just, there's so many variables and challenges and ranges of emotion and complexity uh, and density um, to this particular existence and incarnation. It's sort of like, you know, it's such a privilege and honor to be a part of it. it I, you know, I dare say it's the most challenging ascension cycle that's ever happened in existence because, you know, there's been so many, you know, and again, that would be a judgment, but certainly um, from the understanding of how many beings are you know witnessing watching. what's and watching as though this is like the greatest you know multiversal reality show 
currently on air. Uh, <laughs> I think that um, it's it's a grand feat. It's a grand it's a grand um, uh, honor, privilege, opportunity, and um, you know, in a very linear terminology, challenge to ascend through this. It's a beautiful, beautiful time that we're in. And oh, each yeah. and every one of the beings that are tuning into this chose to be here at this time to experience this. So to all of those that are hearing this, thank you for being here with us. I think this is a, uh, a good time to, to bring it to an end. I mean, as much as there is the part of me that will just want to keep going forever and just hear <laughs> more and more. I know that uh, it probably makes sense to, to to wrap things up. And I'll probably say this towards the end of each one of our conversations. I do intend on getting you back on for another one, uh, if you'd be so kind to join me. <laughs> of course, I would love that. I would love that. I love our time together. Okay, so before you go, though, um, I do want a little bit of a segment here for you to to share where listeners can find out more about you and what you got going on, even if you want to share a little bit about the um, that specific program that you you spoke to me about. Um, anything that you feel called to to point guide someone towards. Sure. Okay. Well, so yeah, I guess the best way to um, get a hold of me or, you know, communicate with me would be through my website, uh, which is brooklynrain.com, www.brooklynrain.com, um, or on, you know, on Facebook. Uh, a lot of people message through that. And, um, you know, I do private sessions, which are great. And also I've recently done a series that is no longer live but it is available the recorded series called activating your divine blueprint and it's all about um integrating clearing away it meets every person where they are on their journey clearing away that which no longer serves them and bringing in more of whatever is meant to help facilitate embodying more of who you are and why you're here so um, it was a lot of fun and creating that series, uh, co-creating, I should say, obviously, being the facilitator of that series. Um, and yeah, and there will be a lot more of these types of series and classes and things to come in, uh, in 2021. So um, yeah. I'm personally looking forward to anything and everything that you create and, and share in the future. Um, so I'll be keeping a close eye. I'll definitely link all the um, all the resources you just mentioned. They link to your website, a link to those sessions, as well as a link to the series Activating Your Divine Blueprint um, in the show notes to this episode. Brooklyn, once again, I have to express my deep, deep appreciation for you, everything that you share. I personally just get a expansive sense of uh, growth and, and elevation when when we connect. And I always say that 
my my own personal curiosity to to hear what you have to share is what drives me to to ask the questions I do and to invite you on the show over and over again because like I had mentioned I am going to get you on for another one and probably another one after that and (laughs) (laughs) so last time I'll say it for for this episode here thank you thank you thank you Um, and for the listeners thank you for tuning in senders that is going to be all for this episode of the awaken podcast i do want to thank you for jumping in and listening if you stuck with us for what was a little bit of a longer episode so much love and gratitude for you definitely shows that you're committed to the process of integrating your soul before you go though if you've been enjoying the show and you'd like to show your support a couple ways you can do that we are open to receiving donations bringing the energetic resources to better serve our mission. If you feel called to contribute in this way, you can head on over to togetherweightsand.com forward slash donate. And if you've been enjoying the show specifically and you'd like to support us in getting it out to more people, you can head on over to iTunes to give us an honest review. And that you can do at togetherweightsand.com forward slash iTunes. Thank you for being here with us, senders. Thank you for listening to this episode of Awaken. And until next time, keep ascending.